Hi, my name is Mike Anderson, and my definition of relentless is being able to get back up when you get knocked down. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I'm Kyle Dubay, your host, and uh, this is going to be a, a, a really cool episode, in my opinion. We've got a guy on here who has, has been doing some events, I'll say some events, some massive events, uh, not only in our community of Edmonton, but but across the country and, and potentially in other places too, we're going to find out. Uh, Mike Anderson is with us and he is the president of Trickstar and we're going to get right into this and uh, find out all about Trickstar, find out all about your history. Mike Anderson, welcome to the Relentless Podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Kyle. It's good to meet you. Yeah. we uh, Our paths have crossed a couple times with a quick handshake here and there, which you do not remember because you are a busy and very popular man, especially when you're at an event, uh, when you are in charge, large and in charge of the whole thing. But uh, I've known of you for a long time, and it's really good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. And, you know, I've been a big fan of what you guys have been doing at UCAN. And, uh, you know, it's it's great to see people do great things in the community. Well, no, and that's, that's what we're going to get into. That's what you've been doing. Mike... You are, are you born and raised in Edmonton? Born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Ooh. Like, like, like high school and all that type huh. of stuff. I know you went to Nate. We're going to talk about Nate yeah, in a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was, I was born and raised Northside. So nice. I grew up in Beverly. So you're went, tough. Went to Rundle, went yeah. to Lawton, yeah. uh, and then ended up at Eastland High School. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, look at you. Are you yeah. in a gang, Mike? <laughs> no, no. No, <laughs> no I, I was, I was, I was their punching bag. There you go. <laughs> So when you were coming up, did you have these uh, these aspirations and these thoughts to yourself? I want to be an event planner. No, nope, not at all. I you know I wanted to be a rapper. I loved Vanilla Ice. <laughs> okay. I was rapping Ice Ice Baby. I loved yeah. Guns and Roses. Nice. I wanted to be Axl Rose. Yeah, but I didn't have the talent. Yeah. Uh, and then so when I was going to school, I you know I accidentally fell into planning parties and stuff like that, okay. and it was the next best thing to being a performer is like, how do I put shows on for, sure. for people? Yeah. Sure. What is, uh, I'm not, I won't ask you how old you are. Uh, what year did you graduate? And then I'll do the math. Uh, 95. 95. Okay. So you're saying me as my wife, yeah. we'll call, we'll call it mid forties. Yeah. Mid forties. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you. You wanted to be a, a rapper, rock star decided, no, I'm going to do uh I'm going to plan some events. You went to Nate, and what did you take at Nate? Yeah, I took business and men. So, you know, I took marketing, took management, yeah. and then, you know, I, I figured out a way how to keep going in school and get them to pay for my tuition and okay. pay me a salary while I was going there. So I started part, partying and planning the parties. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, eventually. What type of parties I, were you planning there? Well, I started off, uh, you know, as a room rep for the Business and Mint Society, you know, selling tickets for, for the cabarets. The next thing I know, I was the president of the business uh, society and okay. I was planning grad and all the ski trips and fundraisers. And then. And this is at Nate? And this was Did at you Nate. go for two years or four years? I ended up there for like 10 years. 10 years. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, once I graduated, uh, my second or third time, uh, I got hired on as a full-time entertainment marketing manager. So mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. After business, I, uh, you know, I became VP campus life for the whole school. And th that's when I started producing my first festival, which will be 25 years ago on this coming September. Wow. So, so 25 yeah. 25 years. Eh? 25 so years. looking at what, 98 you started doing Nine, that. 98. Yeah. 98. And you know, 
booking Nickelback for 500 bucks. And <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So before they were Nickelback, yeah. they were just Nickelback for 500 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, no. Had some great times. Uh, learned a lot. Yeah. You know, like, you know, started festivals off as like just a little stage with a tent on it. Got sure. some old hockey boards as a barricade, sold beer out of the back of a truck and yeah. a little orange snow fence, uh, securing the perimeter. And that little festival kept growing and growing. And by the time I left Nate, it ended up being 8,000 students, three stages, 20 bands. What was that festival called? Ookfest. Ookfe- yes. Yeah. You started Ookfest? I started Ookfest. And Thanks. I also ended Ookfest, because <laughs> once I left, it it ended. So it ended, <laughs> yeah. But I, but I remember Ookfest. Yeah, I do. You guys were bringing some good good bands. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did you like? I mean, when you were first starting, who was helping you out? Did you have buddies helping you out, or some other students, or what was it? Yeah, it was a lot of students. A lot of my buddies were traveling Europe, and you, you know, weren't at Nate with me. So yeah. you know, I found new friends, and you know, got to know like, yeah. I, there's thousands of people who became your friends sure. real quickly. And, sure. you know, it was just so much fun. And then a lot of those people just stuck around in your life. And, you know, still some of them help out till this day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when you were doing the Ook Fest, what were some, I mean, you said Nickelback. What were some of the other bigger names that you would have brought in? Oh, maybe, I, maybe even before they were bigger names. Well, you know, we did the faults first. Okay. First uh, yeah. uh, shows, and then you know, default ended up being Dallas Smith, one of the biggest country stars in Canadian music right, right now. Right, yeah. it's pretty incredible. Yeah, Wide Mouth Mason at the time was super huge. Yeah, they um, were big. You know, the Tea Party. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these the Canadian Watchmen. bands. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Big Sugar. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Big Sugar. I, you know that I saw Big Sugar in uh, I think it was called the People's Pub. Do you remember that place? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the People's Pub. That wasn't on White Ave, was it? Or was it? It was some little pub in yeah. White Ave. Yeah, All yeah. I know is, what was that guy's name? Gordy. Gordy Johnson. Gordy Johnson. Yeah. He showed up. It was just him and a, and a drummer, I think. Yeah. And best man, dr- best dressed man in, in, cause he had Hugo Boss as a sponsor or something yeah. like that. And by the, the time that show was done, he was basically down to like, you know, sweating, sleeves are up. I had never seen a man play the guitar like that in my life. And yeah. it blew, my brother and I went, and it blew our minds that he was in this tiny little. This was way before he yeah, became yeah, yeah. Big Sugar. Like you know, they got big. What a what a musician though. Yeah, what a musician. Well, even when they got big, we'd bring them into the the nest at night and perform for two hundred people. Him wow. and Kelly, uh, just a two fools on stool set yeah, yeah. And probably just incredible yeah right? you've seen some pretty amazing acts over the years yeah, yeah. haven't you yeah That's it's cool, it's man. it yeah I, i've been very grateful um to do what i do and be a part of some of the coolest things that yeah you know it i get to do what a lot of people wish they could do and, yeah. and as and i've figured out a way to make a living doing it yeah. so it's, which is pretty awesome yeah so you're moving along you're cruising along through the nate gig yeah right like you said you're there probably as a student and then working there probably about 10 years yeah this is going to lead you to what 2003 2004 and around there maybe yeah. 2005 well i left nate in 2007 but i started my company in 05 and your company is trickstar yes and tell us more about that well, it started off as a gentleman hired us uh, to uh, to do an activation at West Simmons Mall um, around the rodeo. Okay. And he couldn't pay Mike Anderson. He needed to pay a company. So, okay. so, so, yeah, then, you know, me and Buddy just 
start flirting around with name ideas just to you know get something on a piece of paper sure. so i could go to the bank and get a bank account sure. and, and start it so you know we came up with the name trickstar and, and how'd um, you come up with that name oh well this, as we were conversing was there a lot of alcohol involved or is this uh, no no, no. Uh, we, we <laughs> it, it's a terrible story but um you know, we, we, we were just uh, trying to figure something out. And then at the time, my ex uh, was just screaming at me in the background and my friends on the other line were on the phone uh, trying to figure this out. And he's like, oh, is that Trickster up to old tricks again? <laughs> 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 and then uh, Trickster would ended up being Trickstar. And, uh, and then, yeah. That was the best thing that came out of that. That was the best thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that's not a eh, bad story. Not, not the best thing. I also uh, uh, have a lovely 20, 20 year old daughter. Okay, so yeah. you know what? That's the best <laughs> that's thing that came out thing. of that relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, by far, hands down. Yeah. Without a doubt. Now, that being said, that that's not a bad story. Yeah. Trick star. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know. Now, as, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. When yeah. you say activate, even when we were talking before we started recording, you, I've heard you say activate a lot. Yeah. We're going to use that term more and more. What do you mean that somebody wanted you to activate West Edmonton Mall? What does well, that mean? Well, they, they were doing a big event at the at the Ice Palace, and they needed some bands. So I helped okay. them uh, book some bands. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it was Doc Walker and Gord Bamford and something like that. Okay. And so then this was all for the rodeo. You're going to do this at West Edmonton Mall. Trickstar yep. is born. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah, it, for the first two years, nowhere. Okay. <laughs> it, it was literally like a one and done shot. And then, yeah. uh, you, you know, in 06, I got married. And then in 07, I started thinking, you know, it's time to take the show on the road. And, uh, you know, I, I could stay here at Nate for the rest of my life or stay long enough to get fired yeah, <laughs> after yeah. I piss off enough people. Yeah. And, and, and what we built with Ookfest is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the kind of the writing was on the wall with the administration there at the time that they didn't like what we were doing because mm. it got known as the biggest party in Canada. Sure. And, and they didn't like that. They didn't want to be known as the party school. So, so I, I saw the writing on the wall there and I'm like, okay, how can I take this knowledge of this last 10 years and, and how can I help people, you know, do professionally run events sure, and also promote my own events and, you know, you know just kind of see where this thing can go. And I find it interesting and we're not here to throw Nate under the bus because Nate, actually, you're, you're a big fan of Nate. Oh, I, I love know that. You actually were given at one point top 50 what was it? Top fifty alumni in the past fifty years. Yeah. Like that's a pretty impressive <laughs> award, man. Like very impressive award. Yeah, it, it, I, I was shocked when we got it. And a, a funny story around that. Um, so we we're at the gala, and they asked us to produce the gala, okay. <laughs> which was kind of cool. And yeah. sitting there with my family, and you, you know, there's a lot of people that you know. There was Daryl McIntyre, sure, and, and then there was a couple people. D Mac, yeah, yeah, and, and and then there was some. You know, one one guy was helping cure cancer, sure. and my mom looks at me. She's like, "You got drunk." <laughs> For ten years <laughs> yeah, straight, and this guy cured cancer. What yeah, the fuck are you yeah, doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, pretty uh, incredible though. That's like that's quite an honor, man. It's yeah, quite it, an honor it, with, it, with it all the fun. alumni that have yeah. been through there. I love that you were producing the show too at the time. Yeah, right, which is cool. So, Trickstar is going now. You, we're going to get into some of the things that you've done most recently, but. 
you did the West Edmonton Mall thing. What was the next thing that you guys did? And, and, and now what are you doing? Are you bringing partners on? Are you hiring people? Like, what does this yeah, look yeah. like now? Yeah, so I, when I left Nate, I was going to partner with this one gentleman. And, uh, you, you know, he had a, a couple of events under his belt, a couple of festivals up in Grand Prairie and Fort McMurray. And he was doing Rainmaker Rodeo at the time. And okay. he's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be partners. And, you know, as... I was getting closer to my end date at Nate. Things just weren't feeling right. Uh, And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do this myself. Sure. And so... And we don't need to throw this guy under the bus or or anything like that. But but now that you've turned into what I'm going to say, and and I don't know if you'll you'll like this or not, if you'll agree with this, but I'm going to say you're an astute businessman. That's what you are. Because you, you have to... You, you're running a business and it's a yeah. successful business and you have to make decisions sometimes on the fly. Other times you're thinking about it. What is this? Well, yeah. what, what was that process for you? Why didn't it feel right to you? Mike? Uh, just, it was instincts. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I deal in a certain way and, you know, I looked at, you, you know, I wouldn't have made the same decisions that they were making. Right. So, you, you know, and, my, when your gut tells you something that you know this might not be the right decision, mm-hmm. uh, it's usually right. So, you know, I so I was leaving Nate on Friday, and I had nothing on Monday. <laughs> so, so I so I'm like I'm literally jumping jumping off the entrepreneurial cliff with sure. with nothing. Like I, like I was saying goodbye to a paycheck and yeah. everything, yeah. and and my instinct said, okay, you're, you're going to figure this out. And by Monday, I, I landed a contract um, uh, with the guys at Panhandle Productions uh, managing the River Cree account for them. So okay. so they started, their first event center uh, was born, and that was my first contract. Oh, wow. And then at the exact same time, I, I decided I was going to take Ookfest with me and rebrand it um, as Campus Chaos. Okay. So it, so the idea was I'm going to get Nate, Grant McEwen, and U of A, and we're going to throw the biggest campus party with all all three of us. Sure. And so everyone was on board. I, <clears throat> I rented at the time Telus Field. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with an old ninety year old bugger uh, uh, who owned the Cracker Cats at the time, and we you know we rented the facility, got a great deal, and you know we put a pretty great lineup together it was headlined by three days grace and went on sale with it sold eight nine thousand tickets at the time this was like three weeks out and then and then the guy from the cracker cats forgot to tell the city of edmonton that we're planning this big party so the city of edmonton came in and canceled the event no way and so for you to be in business for the your first three months and and you know we were on track to make half a million dollars wow. you, you know i thought i was a very smart would've, business guy would have got you astute. like astute <laughs> astute did i speak too soon Mike? and then and then and, and you know to have your first failure like that happen to you so quickly you know it, it was one of those things when when you go through something like that it's you know for two days, I was in my bedroom, had the covers over me. What do I do? How do wow. I figure this out? I'm so gonna, what did I'm you I'm going to go bankrupt my first. Yeah, day. what did you do, man? Because uh, now let's let's listen. As you know, this is called the Relentless Podcast, yeah. and I'm assuming that you had uh, had already had to be relentless many times in your lives up in your life up yeah. to that part, but now there's a time to sit in your bedroom with the blankets over your head. There's no question. Yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. 
But now there's time to get up. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer yeah. that when you fall down, you got really two choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay down or you get up. So now you get up yeah, you, you, and you, you got to be relentless. You get up and then you, you I started um, talking with my good friends, friend Sam Cordero over at the, at the Shaw Conference Center at the time. He's like, why don't we move the event there? You're going to have to refund 3,000 tickets. It, it is what it is, but yeah. we'll get you to break even at least. Sure. So, sure. you know, you, you live, you you live another day yeah. and you figure yeah. it out. But you know what I take away from that experience and, and every time I go through a horrible experience, it's like, okay, it gets easier and easier every time. It's sure. like, okay, you don't have to, you don't have the comforter over your head for two days. It's like, ah, it's, it, it, it's like you take it and it's like, ah, if you can get back up and you, and you can figure stuff out. Like, it's interesting, it, right? There's so many, I, I think that in many of the different people I've talked to, and truthfully, even even with running my organization, you can use services. There are so many failures, yeah. and there are so many times that you do get knocked down or you fall over or whatever that looks like. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Sometimes it's because of somebody else. With you at this time, it was the city of Edmonton and this guy that just didn't do what he was supposed to do. For me in d- different areas, sometimes there's, it's been a government funder or whatever that yeah, looks yeah. like. And you know, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, what do we do? And, and I don't know about you, but I, I the first, uh, whatever, I don't even know how to put timelines on it, but let's call it the first five minutes. It's yeah. just pure panic where like yeah, yeah. the brain is spinning so fast. I don't even know what's happening. And then yeah. everything just kind of, you got to calm and settle down. But without those moments, there's no way that we can see the other successes in our, in our businesses and in yeah, our yeah. lives. Right. And I mean, I think that that's what this would have probably taught you right off the hop. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, like I, I wasn't expecting that because you know you you, you always see oh successful business people just do successful things mm-hmm. and 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 now uh, like I'm going into my 18th year as being an entrepreneur it's like it's being knocked down that really and your ability to get back up really shows mm-hmm. your ability to you know I, I think the quicker you get back up shows how how good of you are at business huh? that's right yeah and, that's and, right and not letting it phase you but you know. I, I can't do that just myself. Like, you know, you've got a team around you. How are they helping you out? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm part of some great organizations like the entrepreneurs organization sure. and having a great peer network. And yeah. it's like, you know. that peer network is so important. But then also hopefully having some mentors. Oh yeah. You know, you got to have those people that, that are, are watching you fall and almost smirking. Yeah. You know, going, no, oh, you got to pay your dues. Yeah. This has to happen. Not, not always the ment the mentorship they're they're there to you know okay how do how do we get through this absolutely you know, but they've been there that's what i'm talking yeah, yeah. about where they can smirk a little going i've been there kid yeah. don't worry like get up dust yourself off let's move forward yeah you know and it's painful yeah but every but, good but it's, every, gra- it's gra- every good thing that happens there's got to be pain before you get to that yeah. goodness yeah yeah that's interesting so you guys had it at Shaw, you pulled it off, you made it happen. Yeah, yeah. Then what? Then you just go. Th- then you just keep going, and you know there's show after show after show, and you keep keep doing it, and then eventually you're gonna hit you know failure after failure after failure, and it's it's gonna come. You're you're, you're in business. <laughs> Are you okay if I ask you this? What like th- that sounded? And again, I'm seeing this. No disrespect. In yeah, yes. Yeah. That that sounded initially 
I mean, uh, if you see it on the YouTube, you'll see my face as soon as you said, I went, what? Like, I was shocked that you said, and they canceled it. But it sounds like you regrouped. You at least got to do it. Yeah. Would you consider that one of your, because you regrouped and you got to do it, was it a failure? Wasn't it? Like, what's, a, if you're willing to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it, what's a huge failure that you had where, and you don't have to talk dollars and <sighs> all like that, but like where he was like, oh man, we just lost our shirt. This is tough. Well, the biggest one was having our business shut down from COVID. Mm, which we can get to in a yeah, bit, yeah. but because but yeah, I, yeah. I know that you guys have, re, this is my opinion, yeah, yeah. anyways, have rebounded well off of that. But even yeah. in the midst of COVID, when they were when they were taking some of those restrictions off, you guys started being very innovative in yeah. the way, really, in my opinion, probably some of the first in the country, yeah. if not the first in the country to make this happen. Yeah. Well, before COVID, like, you know, probably my second biggest... <laughs> I wouldn't call it failure, but uh, let, let's call it, uh, you know, disruption to the business. Um, you know, we're running the Big Valley Jamboree, one of the biggest country music festivals in Canada. Yeah. And, you, you know, we were contracted to manage the event. And then, you know, September 2019, uh, they, you know, you, you show up in a, in a boardroom and they're like, oh, we've sold we sold the festival and your services aren't needed. Really? Yeah. And, you know, at the time it was 80% of our work, 40% of, uh, of our revenue stream. And it was just gone overnight. It's just. And had, had you already been doing it though, Mike? Like, like had you already been doing it for some years? Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 I've been doing that at that time for working on it for 22 years, but it was managing it for five. So managing for five, they sell it. Yeah. Don't tell you that they're selling it because I guess in some ways they don't have to. Yeah. You don't you're not part of the ownership group. Yeah. Right? So, and then and then just literally, yeah, so best wishes to you. Yeah, and li- literally as we as as that contract left, you know, we we were sending one of our top guys down to Nashville to open our Nashville right. office. Because you guys have uh, you guys have an office here in Calgary and one in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So literally when I phoned him to say, "Hey, we're <laughs> we we just uh, you know, Big Valley Jamboree is, uh, yeah, no longer a client, and he's just crossing the board. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, you know, it's just one of those things that it's like, okay, we're not going to let this define us. Like, yeah. what are we going to do to pivot, and what are yeah. we going to do to make it through this? So, you know, next thing you know, it's like, okay, we wanted to really do this speaker series. So we met Bill Nye, the science guy, right. Edmonton, Calgary. We wanted to bring... Um, Gary Vaynerchuk in, and so we put that on sale. And it's like, yeah. okay, Gary V. Gary yeah, v. yeah. He's that. That was really cool. Event. Yeah, that would be cool. One of the first events we canceled because <laughs> of COVID. Because of COVID, right? Yeah, he, he was March twenty sixth. I think we shut mm. down March fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Well, we eventually got to do it. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, we just started putting more and more shows on sale, and and it really set us up to uh, you know when COVID did hit. It's like, okay, we weren't relying on one client right. to pay right. most of our bills. So it was like, it's like, okay, we had a bunch of things going. So our, you know, our revenue was diversified at the time. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and we were getting ready to put our first great outdoor comedy festival together. Right. And it was going to be at Horlack Park. It was going to be in the amphitheater there. Okay. And, you know, it was, yeah, we were going to announce it April 1st. <laughs> It was supposed to happen summer of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk COVID then. Yeah. And, and I'm, I think I actually, I think for people that are listening to, and if you want to start a business or if you're in a business, huge lesson there is the, the diversifying 
the different things that you're doing, right? I mean, if yeah. you're only relying on one client or one opportunity, that is a recipe for disaster potentially. Yeah, right? but if you're in the events industry in COVID, it didn't matter if you had 32 no, different, I, di- I, different revenue streams. I agree streams. with that 100%, but, yeah. but, but you guys, even before COVID, like you changed the way you were doing business, you changed the way you're looking at it. Now COVID hits and you guys, you know, not to, again, not to downplay, but you guys were not unique as because the whole world was affected by yeah, this, yeah. right? But for you guys, this must have, I mean, you, you literally couldn't do anything with no. your business. We weren't allowed to. We, right. we, we were deemed a uh, risk to public health. Right. Um, so we lost 98% of our business overnight. So, you know, that was tough. And especially, you know, you didn't know how you're going to pay your bills. You had, right. all, you had staff to take care of. You right. had people in other countries <laughs> working right. for you. How um, many staff do you have, Mike? Or at, how about this? At the time, how many staff did you have? Uh, six of us. Six of you? Yeah. And, and there's no money. Like, there's literally no money. Coming yeah, in. yeah. So we, we've, we figured it out. Um, the first three months was the toughest because you didn't know how the government was going to help out. And we also thought that go home for two weeks and it'll go yeah, away, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, as things, the easiest thing would have been to shut the business down and, and figure something else out mm-hmm. because, you know, after a couple of months, most of the world reopened and figured out a way to open back up mm-hmm. where our industry was shut down for 18 months. I was going to say, it would have been impossible for you to because you are, you're not, um, I mean, I, uh, it, it would have been literally been impossible for you yep. to bring thousands of people together into whatever venue or outdoor setting you were in and say, this is going to be safe. Yeah. And there's no way that the government would have let you. <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> so, sure. So, you know, instead of like most people in the entertainment industry, they laid off all their staff. We didn't. We okay. kept everyone employed. And, and so after we canceled our events for the summer, uh, it was end of April 2020, like we put a mandate out to the group it's like how can we be the first people to be to produce an event that's covid safe you know if covid's still here yeah what do we need to do as a group to look at every step of the you know consumers process from buying a ticket to you know when they get there how they feel safe you know just every gathering point like how can we make the government feel comfortable enough to look, give us a permit to operate? But again, you co- have to look at everything from going to the bathroom to getting beverages or food. Yeah, to, yeah. Like you say, the entry point, the exit point, every little thing. Yeah. So, you know, we spent two months and we developed a plan. And, it, you know, it started off with circles in a field. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, how can we put you know, four to six people in, in these circles and how can we have these circles? And it had to be a cohort. And it had to be yeah. your cohort. Yeah. And, 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 and then it eventually is like, well, let's put them at a picnic table. <laughs> and then we figure out real quickly, there's not enough picnic tables uh, to, to do it. And then eventually we came up with, uh, we're going to go to Costco and we're going to buy every table they own. We bought 1,400 tables wow. from across Canada. And there, wow. was, there, was a, there was a global shortage of tables because we bought them all. Wow. Uh, and we're like, okay, we're going to put four to six people at these tables. Two, four, six, you, 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 know, you buy a ticket. So, and these tables were 
six feet apart from each other and it it's still the blueprint for a comedy festival yeah. today it's like okay we figured out how to keep people separated but then what's the biggest gathering spot at a festival the bar right so so we started working with different groups and it's like okay we figured out there's barcodes out there that can link to websites and so we figured out okay if i scan a unique barcode at this table i can put my drink order here and we figured out oh they can do their payment right there so i don't have to take their cash or do drink tickets or anything like that which is brilliant because at the comedy festival i was just at for of yours it was brilliant yeah and then it was like double click your apple pay and four minutes later your drink yeah. show up at your table yeah so you know that you know that that was the start of what our covid plan looked like and so we started so then we became junior lobbyists so we started emailing every mla the premier right. um you know the uh, the heads of chamber of, of commerce and said you know here's our plan you know help us get this across the finish line and you know we got it to the minister of health and and he's like great idea but how can you do it with 200 people it's like well, we're outdoors yeah you know which is really the essence like everyone said it's safe to be outdoors yeah. and we're keeping everyone six feet away from it six feet apart away from each other so how, how can we make this happen and you know we were like let's get 1400 people or 1600 sure. people sure. and they're like oh, sorry you got to be able to make uh, a 200 person event happen and, and the economics on having 200 people at an event makes zero sense not with the not with the, the budget you're running under like I, I you know we talked earlier before we were recording about my event the 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 you can use services comedy nights and and we used to do just one comedy night and we ended up getting between six and 700 people. Like by the 10th one we did, which is, a, that's a big event for a charity, yeah. a small charity like ours. And that the one fiscal year during COVID, which is essentially was 2020 into 2021. Yeah, we're going to do it. No, we're not going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. No, we're not going to do it. Yeah. And, and where we were at before, River Creek, great place. Really loved working with them. They really were great. They weren't interested in doing multiple nights with me. Now my event, we could do multiple nights. Yours, yeah. it's it, it, it's imp unless you're bringing yeah, yeah. massive amounts of people. It's what's the point in doing two hundred yeah. people? For so you? here is my hail mary pitch. I'm like, we're gonna have a stage, yeah, at the end of the field, and then we're gonna have eight two hundred person events, <laughs> that, that, and everyone has their own entrance, their own bathrooms, their own bartenders. So, that, so you decided to do on one night, on on one night, one night, one stage eight separate events, but they'd all listen to the same music on the stage. Mm. And, and, you know, everyone's like, okay, you, you've got it. You've got this figured out. And then the minister of health's office emailed back. like, if we let you do this, we got to let everyone do that. Right. I'm like, well, why don't you let everyone who has a plan do it? Yeah. Because we've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours. We spent four months formulating this plan at this point. And, right. you know, we, and it's going to work. Yeah. yeah. And, and the most important thing, we we're going to bring joy back to the world oh, because everyone at, at that point, we're four months in and everyone's just, you know, I, I wonder, Mike, like I, I think back of the four month mark compared to even like the, the 16th month mark. Like I actually think the four month mark seemed worse like we just got so used to it after a year, year yeah. and a half, but that four months, I mean, people were going batshit crazy, yeah. right? I, I think I hit my limit the f the February of that year. Yeah, like it was it was the eleventh month mark, yeah, yeah. and it was minus thirty nine, I think. Yeah. And and at that point, to keep my 
brain active and you know keep out of that depression was you know i was you know out in the river valley and we had a very mild january so mm. you know i was able to go you know get my mind off things i was able to go skiing i was yeah. able to you know just to stay active but yeah. it was like you know it's minus 39 and you couldn't even go outside and couldn't even take your dog for a walk it was it's so terrible, bad man. and that uh, that, it was that, such that was a almost shitty time that, that was almost my breaking point but it was such a bad time so anyways they don't let you do this no 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 they don't but what we were able to do on may 25th when the premier came out and said you know greatest nice summer, summer ever, ever. <laughs> thanks jason <laughs> We could have flipped the switch that day. We waited a week because it was kind of there. There's like two sides going. Like it's too early. It's yeah. like we gotta go. And you know the stampede came out right away and said yeah. they were going. And we're like, okay, well we'll just let them take the heat for yeah. the first yeah, week. That's right. And then the second week we're like, okay, here's together again. Right. Right. And, and that, that and that was our our back to market strategy. It's like okay, we've got ten different acts, different genres. Yeah. We're gonna activate. The whole summer at um, the Northlands Racetrack. How many Formal, concerts were you doing? There? It was ten concerts, and then we didn't tell anybody at that point. But we were doing our, we had our Great Outdoors Comedy Festival booked. Okay. But at the time when we announced uh, together again, we weren't allowed to have Americans come across the border. Mm. So, so now you got to do all Canadian acts or provincial acts. Yeah, yeah. but we... Well, that's what you were thinking. We, no, <laughs> we, we made the gamble. We're like, we're going to be the first people to bring Americans across the board. Okay. Right? So we had the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival in August 10th or 12th, and Americans were allowed to cross the border on the 8th, oh, two days before. Wow. So we were literally the first people bringing Americans across wow. the border. Who'd you bring for that first year? Was uh, it Spade? David Spade, Nicky Glaser, yeah, Donnell Rawlings. Those are some big names, Yeah, man. Trent McClellan. Yeah, yeah McClellan still, came in yeah, from... Yeah. Well, McClellan's out in Calgary, but he's yeah. out in the uh, East Coast for this hour, has 22. That is risky, man. It was, but... Um, so we announced it four weeks out, and we had some you know guidance saying they're going to open the border up on on the week of our festival so we're like okay well so we announced the festival before the government made an announcement that the border was going to did you get any kind of trouble for that or were like people like you know did you know what you know what i'm saying or did even people that were um you know gonna buy the tickets go this isn't going to happen you can't bring speed and handler and them in because they're americans uh i i think everything was trending towards the border opening at right. that point so we we felt comfortable enough to make the announcement and i think it was two days later they made the official announcement. right right so it was okay then yeah it was okay you sell that one out yeah yeah i bet people must have just been chomping to get there yeah it, 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 like all those other concerts you did yeah together again did you sell all those out uh we didn't sell them all out but we sold i want to say two-thirds of them out right the Relentless Podcast is brought to you by You Can Use Services, which I am very proud to be a part of. You Can Use Services is an organization that helps young people move out of harm's way and onto a path of economic independence. If you want to learn more about the incredible work that we do with some very vulnerable young people, please go to www.youcan.ca. That's www.youcan.ca. As the summer kept going on and on, it was like, okay, 
more fear kept coming into the market, especially right after uh, Stampede. There's more and more reports of, oh, right. people are getting COVID. Super and, spreaders. Yeah. So it, it became harder and harder, and we started seeing the writing on the wall. And then the plans we were making for that fall was like, okay, let's put a pause on some things. And yeah. Did it feel <laughs> it good? Was, Did it feel good? Like just like seeing the bank account go up? That must have felt good. <laughs> but you must have felt it, good it, just to be like, wow, money's coming in. Yeah. That must have been just a bit of, and I'm not saying that you guys were making money hand over fist, no. but just the fact that you were doing what you're, what you're supposed to do. That yeah, must have felt it, good. Well, the best, the best feeling about it, it was like, you know, you're bringing joy. Like people saw that their friends for the first time in 18 months right. at this thing. Right. Right. <laughs> it was, it, 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 it was fantastic. And as, as great and joyous as it was, um, as we were setting up the event, my mom passed away. So I'm sorry. Matt. Yeah, it, it, it was tough, but you know, So she passed away about a week before the event started, and it was it was sudden out of the blue. So you had to take those feelings, put it on a shelf, yeah. and then go to your first week of events, then go have your mother's funeral. Yeah, that's that tough. was that that was tough, but so it was the happiest time of my life and the saddest time yeah. of my life because you know losing your mom's tough, like losing any parent stuff, and well, I've been yeah. There. I've been there not too long yeah. ago with my mom. Yeah. And so I, I, my heart goes to you because I know what it feels like. And, yeah. and weirdly enough, my mom passed away. Our comedy nights, uh, we do them over two weeks. Yeah. And she passed away on the last night of the first week. And you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's so hard because you then have to, you have to compartmentalize in a way you never thought you'd ever have to. Yeah. And, yeah. and somehow do it. And it's awful and it's brutal. Yet you still have to be focused over here. It's tough, Mike, and yeah. I feel for you. I'm so sorry that happened to you, yeah. man. Well, she, she was my biggest cheerleader. Right. My mom, too. Yeah. yeah. We have some things in common here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard because I had, I had uh, actually I actually had an aunt that was like, why, why is he still going to work? Because my mom died <laughs> of cancer. Yeah. And it was her last days. Yeah. And my mom was the one that was like, you better go raise money for those kids. Yeah. She was the biggest supporter you can, right? And yeah. it was like, there was I was you're torn almost yeah. right so sorry that happened to you but at the end of the day you know as well as I do how yeah. proud your mama is of you yeah you know like that's you know you know to our mothers to our mothers brother okay wow that we went sad there for a yeah. minute and that's okay yeah um I've had some other grief in my life that's that's quite significant and and I. I'm all for talking about grief because yeah. I think it's it's a powerful thing to talk about and I think that we're all going to experience it. So I appreciate you being vulnerable there and talking about yeah. that, man. I do. Um, I'd like to get to know more about your mom after we're done. Will you yeah. can tell me more about her? Um, you, you, you run these concerts. You do the first um, Great Outdoor Comedy Festival. Yeah. Let's get into this because I'm big into comedy uh as everyone who listens to this knows and people that know me i as I, as i was saying earlier we we're working with river cree they didn't want to do this we decided to go to comic strip at west edmonton mall awesome venue yeah uh, uh i don't really know the bronson but dino who runs it awesome yeah. dude yeah go over there long story short get over there and we do three nights 
And I'm thinking to myself, why did we not do this 10 years ago? Yeah. Because to me, comedy is best in a 200, 300 little place because it's so intimate. And yeah. I actually still believe that. Yeah, yeah. Then I hear of your festival. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And truthfully, I got invited to go see Spade and those guys. And we're not going to get into it, but because of other situation in my life, I did not go. I chose not to go. And I, I kind of regretted it, but I didn't because I love Spade. Like, love David Spade. The guy's just genius in my yeah. opinion. And But part of my thought pattern, I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. was... I don't know if I want to go into this great big huge thing and like I don't even know where I'm sitting and how far away from the stage am I going to be? Are they going to look like a little ant? Are they, you know, what's the sound going to be like? Because I'm now spoiled and having some of these really awesome, I mean, I don't have David Spade come to my shows, yeah, yeah. but I have some good stuff. Uh, the second year, I, I, don't, I don't think I got invited and I didn't go, I might have even been out of town, but then this past, and I'm, we're talking what, two weeks ago? Yeah. <clears throat> you bring in, now we're going to talk about who you're bringing in across the country because this is, this is mind-boggling to me, the names you have. Yeah. But you bring to Edmonton Theo Vaughn. For those of you that don't know who Theo Vaughn is, he is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, podcaster right now in the world, other than Joe Rogan, yeah. and one of the biggest stand-ups in the world right now. This guy has blown up in the last five years, and he is awesome. So he's my favorite right now. So yeah. I get to go to that. And then Bill Burr, who I think is the biggest comedian in the world right yeah. now. You're bringing these guys to Edmonton. So I go, okay, I'll check this out. Now, I did get to sit row two right in the middle for Theo Vaughn, yeah, yeah. so it felt like it was like you're in an intimate club. I sat row 10 in these VIP seats. Brother, good job. This thing blew my mind. It, next year, folks, if you have an opportunity to check this out and you like comedy, go. I know people yeah. that were sitting up on the hill far back. I, I was up in row two. Every single person that went, they just raved about it. You guys put on an unbelievable event that just blew blew the, the the socks off of any expectations that I had. It was incredibly well done. Thanks. Can I, I can I let, I'm just, let me just stroke you off even more, man? It was an unbelievable event. Unbelievable yeah. event. How does this become what it has become? Because now you're you're across Canada. Yeah. Talk to us about this. Oh, I don't know where to start, but you know, it, I've been doing this now for 25 years. Yeah, and from doing those small club shows at Nate, doing the small festivals, and like everything's led up to this point. And and it, I felt the most pride after that we produced this last festival in Edmonton because I think it truly was the greatest show we've ever put oh, on. It's unbelievable. It, it, but it's like looking at every aspect of the fan experience and also the comedian's experience to make sure that we could have the ultimate comedic evening right. because it, it's so easy to overlook the little details that could throw a show like, like outdoors could be a dis recipe for disaster. Right. And Bill Burr, he, he came to me right after the show and, 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 and one of my partners, Brennan, and he's like, this had, this had the markings of being one of the worst shows I'd ever do, but this ended up being one of the best shows I've do ever Do you know done. that he was speaking about it on his podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it, he was, said the most generous, nicest things and essentially put it in like the top of any show he's ever done. Yeah. Mike, how does that feel? Incredible. Incredible. Because <laughs> he's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, we like we got the idea to do this. It was it, Adam Sandler's one of my favorite 
like comedian yeah. geniuses. Yeah. I saw him and Spade and um, Schneider and McDonald yeah. and Swartz, and they did this thing in, I believe it was 2017, where they went and did amphitheaters. Yeah, all, they toured all, all over America. All, right? all across America. And then at the time, we're producing the Big Valley Jamboree and Soundtrack Music Festival and the Grey Cup Festival. And it's like, we're, you know, we're doing these events, like mega events in all these genres, but there's nothing mega for the comedian. No. And so, you know, if we had the right video, like, you know, larger than life, as big mm-hmm. as the stage, mm-hmm. you know, just like at Coachella. Right, right. And and the video in the back and the lights and the sound and making sure the sound just amplifies right across where we go. We got to make sure that there's no disruptions. There's mm-hmm. no, like, big highways going across. Like, you know, like we've been brought out to Kelowna and, you know, we're at City Park and within 30 seconds we're like, this place won't work. I'm like, right. jet boats going here. You've got a freeway there. You've got yeah. 20 buskers over here. Mm. It's, uh, it, you know, I'm like, this just won't work. Right. And, right. And, and so, you know, and, and, and part of the appeal and, and, you know, what we learned going into Calgary last year, we were at Princess Island park. It's like, that was just a beautiful place. Great place for comedy. It's just, yeah. you, you, you just, relax you just feel it and and the the jokes just sound better when right when, when you're in the right atmos- oh, absolutely. when you're in the right atmosphere absolutely and and you're right comedy is best in a club or a theater setting so we were taking a big gamble going into these big outdoor spaces but i know it's better than being in a arena oh yeah because the sound just goes and goes up and the sound's just perfect man yeah and the screens you have are massive yeah which makes all the difference in the world too yeah i love that bill burr and even when bill burr came out right i mean that was his whole thing when he came out was basically going this could be ab-. he i think he said something this could be an absolute shit show right because it could have been <laughs> yeah and yet it turned out perfect yeah and you know and and we sit down with the team after every event and you know especially after last year's events like okay how do we make this better and you know even after we had what we consider the most perfect event uh two weeks ago it's like okay how do we make this better in two weeks in halifax right and then because who you bringing into halifax mike anderson (laughs) uh you know bill burr again Uh, and uh, that's getting old but uh (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, who? Yeah, who? The 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 most successful stand-up comedian in the history of the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad, Mike. It's okay. Okay. Let me ask you these questions, because because I'm t- I'm I'll say it again. If you can go to this comedy festival next year, where wherever you are, wherever you're listening, and it's there, go. Why, I'm telling you. Why next year? There's, th- well, there's, 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 actually, there's three I'm, more festivals. You're, right. you're absolutely <laughs> right, Mike. That's my bad. I'm talking about Edmonton. There's three more festivals. There's Halifax, Vancouver, and Calgary. Yeah. Right? Get to those festivals if you can because truly tr- they're, they're mind-boggling to me. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just – it's the way you guys do your food. It's the way you guys do your beverages. It's the way you guys have your bathroom set up. It's the way that you guys – I'm a smoker. You had a smoker's pit. You had a, you, you get your own weed there if you want it. Like yeah. just everything – was so well planned out. You can, how about this? You can tell that you've been doing this for 25 years, man, because you guys were thinking of everything, yeah. which is cool. Now, here's my question for you, because you are a promoter. How do you get Bill Burr? I mean, I know money talks. Yeah. How do you get Bill Burr? How do you get the one? How do you get Jerry Sump? Kevin Hart is playing Vancouver. How do you get these people? 
it, I think it's just genuine like relationships. Uh, you know, Brennan, who who's our talent buyer, is based out of Nashville. You know, he, he's you know he's on the phone and he's meeting with these guys on a you know daily, weekly basis. We were just right. in just at Just for Laughs uh, meeting with a lot of the agents, right? And you know, just Montreal. and just telling that story. It's like okay, we've got something different. You know, it's you know it's not an arena you know we figured it out we've got some great video we've got some great footage you know right. like you know this is pretty cool take a chance on us don't you also think that bill burr theo vaughn i know that when jerry sent kevin hart they're gonna have it i'm i'm assuming yeah if everything goes off the way and here's the thing though here's the crazy thing we didn't even talk about the issues you had in edmonton the friday night smoke yeah. where you had to cancel the show Friday night yeah. and people were losing their minds thinking this wasn't going to happen Saturday, but somehow you had that Saturday open and you still pulled it off. Yeah. That must, that, and that was a last minute decision, was it not? Yeah, it, it was last minute. And, you know, we were hoping that we can go Friday and then, you know, all the data and the information we we're getting and, and hearing how the staff didn't feel safe Right, you know, we had twenty five percent of our staff phone in and say they're not coming to work. Right, and it's like okay, we we had to make a tough decision. Yeah, um, but what we did do is we worked with the city, we worked with the meteorologist, we worked with all of our suppliers to you know get up and running for 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 the Saturday, and being in the valley is a lot different than being. A, like downtown right like the smoke wasn't as bad right you know it gave us a chance to prepare better we made sure we had a mask for every single person that mm -hmm. came walk through that door so we had n95 masks available mm -hmm. i think we put out 12 <laughs> i didn't take one i didn't take one uh, it but, 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 me smoking cigarettes but <laughs> you, you know doing doing events for 25 years this has never been a scenario we've dealt with wind right. lightning rain like right. you, you not know, smoke though yeah it's a weird thing, and but it worked out. Yeah, it it worked it, out. It, it worked out. Um, and to the you know, I mean, you know, comics can make uh, both Theo and Bill like I talking about them. Like I know them, just yeah. using their first names. Both those guys like made jokes about. It. Like it was quite funny. Like it, they just played into it, which was great, yeah. And and great. and you know, you got to really commend a comedian like Theo Vaughn to be like, you know what? I'll cancel my plans tomorrow. I'll stay mm -hmm. the extra day. Sure. That never happens. Sure. Like, yeah, like, he didn't like, have to, but he did. Yeah. He and could have tried to get him on our podcast, but he would not respond to me. <laughs> you think that's funny, Mike? I don't find that funny. Uh, I reached out to him many times. Yeah. And there was nothing. That's okay though. That's okay. One day when my podcast is bigger than his, yeah, that's never going to happen, but I still did try. I don't know. I just thought. I just you're, thought, the, you're the Canadian Joe Rogan. He'll he'll be begging the be. Oh here. Yeah, yeah, I sh I sure am. I sure am. I'm bald. That's about yeah. it. Okay. You got your guy in Nashville. He's building relationships. Now you're building relationships with other people. What I was going to say was, when you have Bill Burr, when you have Theo Vaughn, two of the biggest in the game right now. Yep. Now you got Kevin Hart, who's obviously huge in the game. Jerry Seinfeld, who arguably is the biggest in the game, but. But these guys are just more like, and what was interesting to me too, the crowds were so different. Theo yeah. Vaughn was like eighteen or twenty eight, just stoners, right? Yeah. And then the Bill Burrs was guys my age. Like it was kind of awesome yeah. to see. I think what's going to help too is whenever because these guys know each other and they're like, hey, yeah, I'm thinking of doing that comedy festival in Edmonton or whatever. And they're like, oh, go. When Bill Burr talks about it the way he talked about it on his podcast. Yeah. That's going to help you get these names, right? I, I sure hope so. Like, well, there's no the, way it the, can't. The, word, the, word, the word's getting out. Yeah, there's no way yeah. that it can't. You know, on a, on a 
tiny, tiny one blade of grass in the whole backyard compared to your blades of grass that you do. There's local guys here, comedians, and some Western Canadian guys that know of my show and the way we treat them and, and the way we pay and the way, you know, that are going, oh, I really want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's the same for you. When you get these big names com- comedians and they're going, oh, well, yeah, no, this was an incredible experience. You're just going to be able to pack the house with yeah. bigger names. How many people were at that event? Then? Oh, oh. Uh, 10,000 for Bill Burnight, 7,500 yeah, for Theo. Big crowds. Man. Yeah, I think it would have been better, but, you know, we did have some refunds. Um, you know, we offered some right. refunds for the the people who couldn't make it or had right. health issues. So Right, right, right. Yeah. Truly incredible, man. It is. Do, and you get to meet these people. We're not going to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't get to hang out with them and be like, hey, Bill, come over for supper. Yeah, but, um, know, uh, good brief, brief interactions. Yeah, yeah. like Theo Vaughn, you, you know, he came down to the venue Friday right. once it was canceled, and he just started meeting people yeah. at the front uh, There gates. were pictures, yeah, uh, like all over Instagram yeah. of, of Theo just hanging out with people at the gates and talking to him and getting pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's a guy who truly loves his fans, and, you know, just, he doesn't want to disappoint anyone. So yeah. he, he disappointed me yeah. without not coming on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. But we're, listen. You should Theo, have had your podcast in the parking lot. To, you know what? Friday. Rob yeah, and I yeah. actually yeah. talked about that. We literally <laughs> talked about how do we get him on. We have to have a mobile something. with, And we just were lazy. Yeah. We should have been more relentless. I'm embarrassed, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I'm not even making that up. I'm a little embarrassed because we should have tried to push even harder. But good guys, like overall, you know, I guess it's uh, just like meeting anybody else, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not as important for me to meet uh, the guys as it used to be. But, mm. you, you know, but hearing Bill, what he said to us when he got off the stage, saying that was, that was, you know, one of his favorite shows Huge. he's ever done. You, you know, must have some cool meant, pictures with people, though. I, come on come on don't you a, a couple I, I i don't have as many like i have photos from like 10 20 years ago yeah uh, i don't get as many these days yeah. but yeah. Uh, do you know, not I, get as many because you're not fanboying as much or because you're like i'm gonna be a little more professional i i'd rather my kids go get the picture nice. or, or or somebody yeah. else get the picture or we might just get a big team photo you had um, a 20 year old does she like uh theo Vaughn? yeah 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 because i find that like my kids are in that and they love Theo. yeah, yeah. So, they were mad that i went <laughs> and they didn't oh well too bad for them what is the f- what is the what is the best part of your job mike like, what's the thing, and before you answer, I'll give you a minute to think about that while I say this. Do you know that you've said three times in this podcast, you've talked about the joy that it has brought to people. Yeah. And I love hearing you say that because that shows me that you actually really do care about people getting this experience and that it can bring some goodness into one's life. Because I'm a big believer, and, and I've said it many times on here, I've, bring, I've had a few comedians on the, the comic strip or any comedy club, if done, if done well and if done right, is a very special place because it's a place that people can go and escape to. All their shitty things or maybe their good things or whatever it is in their lives, and they get to go and escape and just have joy. Yeah. And that, to me, is what a concert is, what a movie is, what a comedy show is, all those things. You provide that for people. That must be a pretty incredible feeling. Yeah, it's... Like like when we talked earlier in the podcast about, you know, like me not having any 
talent <laughs> as a professional rapper or, sure. or a rock star. Uh, you know, we figured out our way of, you know, you know, hitting a chord with people. And yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, I look at it as we are artists and, you know, not art, artistic like we can't paint or we can't right, right. we can't perform but you, you know i can look at you know i was really unhappy last year when some people were waiting 45 minutes in line to get mm -hmm. in so we spent probably four weeks this year dismantling the whole entry process of getting into a festival right so i'm like i, I don't want anyone waiting more than so five. smooth man. i don't want anyone waiting more than five minutes yeah to get so smooth and how do we make it entertaining and just the lines always moving so that yeah. people don't feel like they're just stuck yeah. how do we get a drink in somebody's hand really quick how do we get people just not waiting in lines but you know getting them moving and circulating it's and maybe then, a weird way to say it but like it's servant hearted you're yeah. trying to think to yourself, how do we serve these people who have paid good money to come and enjoy this the best possible way that we that we can yeah. to make their experience exactly what I experienced? Well, you know. Well, the idea is like if people have a great time, they're going to tell their friends, and yeah. they just don't have friends in Edmonton. They have friends all sure. over, and, sure. and so one of the most interesting facts I just got back on Friday: forty-two percent of the people that attended our festival were from outside of Edmonton. Interesting. Interesting. And I'm not talking Sherwood Park. No, no, no. They, they're, they're, they're coming they're, in from this, all over. This is forty-two percent from a hundred kilometers outside yeah. of Edmonton. And probably farther. So, yeah. so, so many Saskatchewan people. So like all that. That's impressive. So we're we, so we're we're not just a comedy show. We're a tourism destination. Now. Oh yeah, and we're going across four cities this year, but we're going to double that next year. We're going into eight. That's exciting. Man. And you know, it's like okay, we're, we're, like we're doing it. We're, yeah. we're we're making this real. Like 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 we've as we go through each of these shows, it's like okay, we're going to do this just two percent better each yeah. show is just two i love that you better. say that and you this is that's the third or fourth time you've talked about how every time you do something you want it to be better and i'm a firm believer in that too with our stuff that we do but even our programs that we do for our young people yeah. everything i'm constantly saying this is so good this is great now what yeah how do we make it better how to tweak it just a little bit where even the people that are showing up they may not even know but that tweak helped the people that are running it or maybe they really see that difference but the people running it are like, that was nothing. That was so yeah. easy to do. Like that to me is really the sign of a good leader and the sign of somebody who really cares about the people who are coming to their events or, or coming to their programs in my, you know, organization. It makes sense. You're a relentless guy, Mike Anderson. I have to be. You have to be. I, I think anyone who's an entrepreneur has got to be relentless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just lucky that I keep getting to be able to do what I do because COVID should have wiped me out. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit of philanthropy right now. Yeah. Um, you, um, one thing that I'm going to actually talk about very quickly, we don't need to go hard to go into it, but in my notes, because we have notes, we researched you, Mike. Yeah. A couple things we'll leave out. Okay. There's a couple nights. Oh, there's a <laughs> one night in Legal. Look out. Um, <laughs> You, for a time in your life, was a big brother. You yeah. were a big brother. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I've never been a big brother. Um, uh, with the organization, that is so cool to me. Why did you get into that as a young guy? Uh, the year before I became a big brother, I, 
I helped my my actual little brother. He was a he was a double like, A coach, um, and you know I I, I helped on the bench for hockey, and, yeah. for, for hockey. Yeah. and you know I tried to help out, and I I didn't feel like I was making an impact in you know these twenty kids' lives, and you know I was I was just kind of the guy who opened the door and sure. <laughs> filled some water bottles and sure. put the pucks out. So I, I was looking, I'm like, okay, what if I could make real impact in one person's life? And so I, I got drawn to the big brothers program yeah. and, and got introduced to, yeah, it, it took a while. They, they, they thoroughly go through your background. Oh, yeah, and, man. Uh, well, they have to. And right? you know, Some it's weirdos going in there. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, after they believed all my bullshit, uh, they, yeah. they granted me access to this young individual named Chase. And uh, he was eight years old. And, you know, you know, we just really hit it off. And, you know, just we, we really connected through music. And one, one of the bands we connected through is, like, Nickelback. He loved okay. Nickelback and yeah. Default. And so I'd always yeah. take him to Nickelback and Default shows. But He got the best big brother out of the oh. lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, you know, even at one point in his life, he had a Nickelback tattoo. Oh, wow. He had some lyrics of, That's of, a, song, of a song on his arm. That's and, commitment. And... and and so even to so this, essentially what you're saying is you didn't do that great of a job if he <laughs> if he if he tattooed nickelback on them anyway uh, i have a shit i had a shitty tasmanian devil on my arm so i, I don't blame there you go. i had one too that's i think everyone has, a, everyone shitty has tattoo. a shitty tattoo yeah, yeah. i got a big cover-up of a yeah. shitty one yeah and then uh yeah like even a month ago we went and saw nickelback and he's 30 years old now so um you know what that's such an incredibly great story yeah is i know uh, there's another guy in my life uh this buddy of mine neil and he, similar story uh, as far as how he got into working with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And he is still connected to his little. Yeah. And this guy was actually in his wedding party. And like they're, he's one of his best friends. And I know that that doesn't happen every time. Yeah. But to me, it's such a cool and unique thing that you helped this this young boy chase with yeah um, I, and he helped me uh you, you know uh you know i i really enjoyed going out and you know going to a movie or going to a driving range or you know just going just, to just connect, back, whatever yeah yeah it it, it it meant a lot to me and uh you, you know i was i was part of the family you know? this is this is what i think people that have done it know and people that have volunteered hard care know hardcore no is that usually when you volunteer and when you do something like this you're probably getting more out of it than the, the person that's you're actually yeah. doing it for because yeah. it's it he helped change your life a little bit he helped mold a lot of things in your life yeah i, I we, we helped each other out um, yeah and you know um you know i, I really chair is it, one of the I don't, I've done a lot of cool things, but you could add that to the list. It's just, um, I think it's awesome. It, it, yeah. I think it's one of your coolest things to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, even with every event we, we, we do, you know, it's like, you know, how, how can we, you know, bring some purpose into the community and, you know, not just be a greasy promoter and, right. uh, you know, take your money and run. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. you guys are giving to charities quite often. If you're yeah. Right? Yeah. Charities. I know this, are, uh, Boyle, Boyle, is it Boyle street? Yeah. Community yeah. Boyle, services you guys do a lot with. Yeah. You, you, like interesting story we're you know middle of covid we're about i think we're three or four months in planning um of being at the racetrack 
And the city of Edmonton phones us up and is like, we've got some news for you. And, you know, you're not, we're opening up an emergency shelter. Um, The emergency COVID shelter for, for the unhoused at your venue at the racetrack. So you guys are going to, you know, be sharing this facility and, and they're like, we understand if you need to move or cancel your event. Um, but you know, there's the news for the day. And, you know, at first it's like, Oh, how, how, how do you coexist? And then, Mm. then we started doing our research and, 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 and it's like, okay, let's not be part of this stigma. Let's not be part of, the issue but how can we work together and you know so one part of it was like yeah how can we raise money but then you know what i consider the coolest part is like how do we put some of their members to work right and you you know they have a great program called hire good and you know they started off with doing our maintenance on site and then it was like okay they're put they're part of our operations team now and help build and dismantle stages and you know they ended up coming to Calgary and help set up that festival and, nice. and work at that festival. So, you, you know, they, they, they just had, you know, they had, like, we had a need of help putting a festival on, but they needed help, you know, um, creating employment for, right. you know, right. um, for their members. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you know, they might be on their third or fourth or fifth chance. Sure. And, um, Probably some of them, 10th, yeah. 11th, 12th chance. Yeah. Like this, you know, this goes into what I do for a living. Yeah. We get young people jobs, yeah. right? A lot of young people we deal with, they're in extreme poverty. Employment is very helpful. Tossing money at a problem is not yeah. always helpful. So, listen, charities like mine, charities like Boyle Street, Big Brothers, Big Street, we need money. There's yeah. no question about it. But that employment piece is so important. And I love how you basically married the two. Yeah, you know? and and there's nothing cooler than working on an event and mm-hmm. to see the smiles on everyone's faces when you know they get to work on something bigger than themselves. And I'm not just saying that for them, but for myself yeah. and for my team, it's yeah. like we get to do some really cool stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you get re- you like just seeing that big stage and the, and the entertainment, and it's like oh, you, you know. You, you just feel when you're part of something big mm. and the momentum around it. And they're part of that. And you could just see the smiles on their faces of them being mm. part of something really big and successful and be, and having them to now be able to tell that story of like, yeah, you brought some we joy were, into their lives, Mike. You did. It, yeah. Right? You're a humble guy. Cause whenever I say some of this stuff, you kind of put your head down and do your little head thing. And <laughs> you're a humble guy. And, do you ever, and, if, and I'm assuming you do, and I'm sure it's very quietly, but if you don't, I think you should. Do you ever just sit back and relish in it just for a minute and go, even at, like even sitting there with 10,000 people in Kinsman Park, Bill Burr, one of your favorite yeah, teams, yeah. and just go, this is pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I try to take moments. <laughs> Not too many moments because my wife will just smack me upside <laughs> yeah, the head. Like, right. yeah, I don't get too cocky. Well, that's like. what a good partner does. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you, you know, and, and, you know, one of, the, one of the great things I've been able to do with, with what I've been able, 
I get to bring my kids to work. So, you know, my 20 year old, uh, you know, she works guest services in the front box office. So she works during the summers and, you know, helps people with getting their tickets and with information. But, you know, even my 11 and 13 year old get to travel the country with me and they, they, they work the front box office. So they get to learn, you know, you know, skills that I think a lot of youth can't get at, mm-hmm. at that age, you know, is like being part of something like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I remember when my dad who managed his Zellers took me to work when he, when I was 14, yeah. you know, I started yeah. off writing on Easter eggs yeah. <laughs> and I very Zellers. shitty. I, I, I was really shitty at writing those things, uh, but, but then, that wasn't your calling Mike. No. I, and calling. then I graduated begging, yeah. begging Christmas gifts. And then I became a stock distribution engineer, but uh, the real calling was when they, put me in the zeddy bear outfit nice then i became an entertainer because they couldn't the see sellers. my face. isn't yeah. sellers coming back it's back but is they, it back they, they, like they, they fucked up they fucked up did they well uh, the part of what made Zellers special and was different their, re- their restaurant their restaurant mm-hmm. but a food truck in your parking lot with <laughs> with some shitty food isn't no it's isn't not the, the experience restaurant. it was going with grandma and grandpa you know, for a milkshake mm-hmm. and a big Z burger. Yep. Um, yep. And then going shopping afterwards. So yeah. it had nothing to do with the actual shopping. It was a gathering spot for you and your it family. It was. But don't you find that we just don't have those anymore, man? Like, we just don't. And yeah. and even if Zellers tried to come back, I don't think they could recreate that. If, I, don't, I don't think they could. I think if they had a, a small diner inside. Maybe. I... I, 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 I I've made a living selling nostalgia, mm. festivals, throwback nights. It's a good way to look at it. People love to go back to their favorite memories. Like, you know, like when you have salt and pepper on stage yeah. and, yeah. you know, you have... You just start shaking your shoulders. You know, you, 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 know, you, you, you see my wife and her eight friends like just get up you know it's like okay i'm gonna go escape being a mom for for the night and i'm gonna become that 18 or 16 year old girl for for it's what we talked about earlier that escapism yeah right yeah it's interesting you call it that i sell nostalgia for a living that is a good way to do it yeah but you're right i wish zellers could have been they could have kicked off again i love zellers as a kid yeah listen we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up because i think you and i could talk for hours yeah i'm very excited to talk to you about this stuff mike let me let me ask you a couple questions can i call you the odd time and go mike this is what's happening with my event will you be my mentor yeah oh mike you don't have to be my mentor man (laughs) you're like mentor i don't do 200 people events come on man um and how do we get Trickstar involved in the old You Can You service? You got to come down for a tour. Yeah, I do. See what we do. Yeah. See how we help are helping our young people, and maybe somehow you guys jump on board. Yeah. You know what? Maybe even just give some tickets to my my silent auction. I would take that if you're willing to give. Yeah, I'd love to, nice. I'd love to come have a tour and yeah. and and meet some of these are young people. Yeah. They're the ones that are way more impressive than me. Trust me. I bet they are. Sure, they are incredibly impressive. I yeah. I'm honored every day that I get to watch. And I don't know many of them, to be honest with you, because we're going to go 200, 250 a year. Um, and I, I I have to chase money and do all the things that I do. But, oh, man, they inspire me every day. Yeah. That's really cool. So you got to get down. When the summer, when the summer festivals are done and yeah. you have time and you're not flying around the country <laughs> like a madman, I'm going to hold you to it. Sounds good. We do something at the end of this. Uh, it's called the Relentless Quiz. Okay. We it's scientifically put together. We've paid a lot of money for it, Mike. Okay. Like I don't want to say like Seinfeld money, but we paid a lot of money. And essentially, what this is is we're this is going to determine if you're relentless or not. Okay. Okay. 
Are you nervous at all? Should be. Should be. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mike Anderson, president of Trickstar. Here's your relentless quiz. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. City or countryside? City. Dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen? Dirty kitchen. Okay. Salty or sweet? Sweet. That's okay. That's good because you went fruits and then sweet. Some people go oh, the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Morning or night? Mornings now used to be night. Okay. Now the older we get, eh? Yeah. Favorite comedy movie? Oh. Oh, I'm going to go to one of my old favorites, Billy Madison. Nice. <laughs> Such a good movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. When he pees his pants just to help the kid whose penis. I love yeah. it. I love it. Uh, big party or small gathering? Big party. Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't say big party, man. <laughs> you just had 10,000 and 7,500 yeah. people gathered. Um, phone in the bathroom or no phone in the bathroom? Phone in the bathroom. Yeah, thank you for being honest, Mike. So many people lie about that. Yeah. And it's, 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 Who cares? it's today's newspaper. <laughs> yeah. It's today's comic book or magazine. That's what I believe anyways. Uh, favorite love song of all time? I don't have one. It's going to skew things. I'm going to have to throw another question in. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, cake or pie? Both. I'll take a slice of each. <laughs> I like that answer. I'm throwing another question because you kind of screwed this quiz up with no yeah. favorite love song. Uh, who is the coolest celebrity you've ever met? There's so many. <laughs> Uh, Slash is one of my heroes. So mm. meeting Slash was was really that's cool. a good one. Um, you know, and not to get political, and it had has nothing to do with politics. But uh, meeting President Clinton was pretty cool. Wow, that would be pretty impressive yeah. to you. That would yeah. be pretty. Yeah. Cool. Is that when he came here and they did the interview? Was that oh, no? Well, my friend Rick Bronson, who owns yeah. the comic strip, yeah. uh, he was on tour with uh, the president out in Ontario and Montreal. Oh, wow. Uh, Ottawa and Montreal. And I got to go be his road manager for That's a couple cool. of days. And, and just to be behind the scenes and see how he interacted with people and yeah. what he didn't have to do. And yeah. just, yeah. you know, it, it, it was really cool. That guy. is cool. That is cool. Uh, last question. Describe your relentless podcast experience in four words words incredibly incredible <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm gonna i'll take that incredibly incredible that was very that, that's two words two um, two words but they're good words they're big yeah. words you times them by two it's four it was incredibly incredible thank you there we go it was i've been, i've thoroughly enjoyed this you're a good dude um mike where do we find you or or trickstar or your festivals like where do we find these on the social sure uh great outdoors comedy festival.com is where you'll find what we're doing coast to coast uh we've got our insta facebook all that stuff up there and uh yeah if you're looking for other shows we're producing trickstarlive.com 
Very cool. Yeah. So good to meet you, man. So good to have you here. You're an impressive guy. You're a humble guy. And I will tell you, as, as, as a, a person who went and enjoyed one of your festivals, thank you. Because it is very obvious the detail and the care that you put into it and your whole team puts into it. Thanks. And uh, oh, just so appreciated, man. And I'll, I'll be back. It's, it truly was a phenomenal thing. I encourage anybody across the country, if they can get to these shows, go. I promise you they'll be well awesome. worth it. Yeah. Folks, you can find You Can Use Services at www.youcan.ca. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N.ca. And then I'm on, uh, I'm on a bunch of those things, but I... I'll just do my Twitter, just at Kyle Dubay. Um, not that it's very exciting, but uh, hey, go follow me because it's always fun to have followers. Yeah. It helps my self-esteem. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And Mike, again, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.